WWTI students would like to remind you that this show is not for the faint of heart, easily offended, or bitchy as bitches. If you have a stick up your ass, listen to something else. But if you're messed up in the head like the rest of us, enjoy the show. Welcome to the We Won the Internet podcast, pre-recorded in a doomsday bunker somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. We strive to half-assedly bring you weird news, scary stories, and anything we find interesting on the web. So please welcome your hosts, Logan Marks and Sam Baxter. How's everyone doing out in podcast land? It's September 24th, 2020, and you're deep in the bunker with your two favorite idiots. So guess what happened? Well, we've been gone for like an extra week. Yeah, what happened, man? What'd you do on that week off? Did you, do anything? Did you go well, to the Poconos? You know, Oh, you know what I did? What? I got married again. Oh, married. Man, why, 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 why. <laughs> I can't even marry the I, I can't even marry the twelve different women I'm with and you get married already. <laughs> oh shit. So how was it? I know. How was it? It was good. It was good. It was small. We did something small because we didn't want you know, with the Corvid going yeah. on. Uh, you know, it's I've been married before and yeah. you know, and, and I didn't I've been really haven't talked about the the lady I've been seeing, and I, I'm, just, I, and I'm not going. I don't want to bring her up. I don't want to. She, she really wants no part of the show. Come on, man! Post pictures of her on the website. Let's just, let's, I let's no, keep it. I, no, she would, she's not going to go for that. Um, keep on, keep on, just tell her it's going to be on the download, just on the it, website. I, I already. I just barely got her to 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 marry me, so I don't want her to be. Mm. She doesn't want anything else more than that. So, Jeez, man, <laughs> yeah. But it was yeah, like I said, it was a small wedding. Um, just uh, basically really close family, and and that was about it. It was a good time. Yeah, you had to get, so is everybody Some, everybody's happy. You're happy now. You have with the new wedding. Yeah, yeah, it's going it's going pretty good. Yeah, mm. and we we met a couple couple months ago, and yeah, now it's uh it's official. We made it official. She's uh, she's okay with all my craziness and problems. So no, I tricked her. Right. Tricked her yeah. into marrying me. Yeah, you did. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Oh, she has no idea what's coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know she doesn't. Yeah. That's the uh, she don't know that. She don't need to know that. Part of marriage. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she'll find out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, well, sounds like you got a drunk to marry you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a shotgun uh, wedding. <laughs> I drew, I all while drugging her to get to to get her to the movie. Yeah, I do. Just tell him I do, honey. Say it. <laughs> she said. I think she said. I yeah. Did. I th- I'm pretty sure she said it. Well, that's cool, man. Congratulations. I'm glad you're married again. Happy for you guys. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully, you'll be having kids soon. <laughs> uh, probably not. I mean, we're, we're getting to that age where we can't. It's it's not going to be yeah, fun. <laughs> we, should, we should already have our grandkids now, huh? You don't need to have any yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, we're at the point where it's like, if we're going to have kids, it's, we're going to be like 100 years old by the time they graduate. They turn yeah. 18. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's, that's good. Well, congratulations. Hopefully, she's happy. Hopefully, you're happy. And, um, you poor bastard. So, uh, yeah. Poor bastard. So, we're, <laughs> we're sorry, everybody, that we took a week off. We just had to get that done. Yep. And, yeah. Now it's done. We're back in the game. Back here. Back in action. So, you know, I, I watched this show. But you remember the, like, remember hearing, I've never talked about this on on our old show or on this one about the Project Blue Book. Remember that was like the Air Force. They they were studying yeah. unidentified flying objects. I, I remember there's like, like, I remember Netflix had a couple documentaries There's probably shitloads of documentaries it, on this. Yeah. Because I, I remember seeing, I've seen a bunch of them. Because it's documented like so many cases, you know, like. You, the Air Force was investigating, like you know Roswell and like the Lubbock Lights and you know and uh, the Flatwoods Monster, just anything that had to do with UFOs, because you know that's when people were like back in the fifties were first talking about it, and that's kind of what you know the, the 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 term got coined, UFO unidentified flying object. So, um, History mm-hmm. Channel of all channels, they made a series called Project Blue Book, and it's not a documentary; it's an actual show. And it's mm. two seasons, and I'm sad to say that I just read that it got it got uh, um, canceled. But they're thinking that some other network will pick them up. But it's really well done, and it's okay. and it's done in the 50s, and it has um, Aiden Gillen, which is the guy who played Littlefinger on Game of Thrones. For anybody who watched it, he's one of the main two characters, and they're just investigating. He's he's a scientist, and he's investigating with an Air Force pilot guy, and they go through and so, so- real cases. What's that? So, so this is based on like real events, based on real events, and it's supposed to have happened, you know, to the real people, like off the record type stuff. 
Again, I don't know how much of it's true or not, right? None of this stuff's completely, you know, open to the public. But, you know, these are stories that of what... It, these are real cases that happened, you know, like Roswell, you know, Area 51 type type stuff. You know, they investigate things like that. When the CIA was first, in, you know, came together, you know, they deal with that. But it's it's a lot of... It's a lot of interesting men in black. Do you remember, remember your old show? Mm-hmm. Remember when you talked about one time on our old podcast, you talked about that family being attacked? When they fought off those aliens in their house, yeah, Do you is remember that? that? Yeah, that's that was one of the episodes they investigated. They investigated because Interesting. that was yeah because they said they were they were the guys you know the family was saying they were attacked by by aliens right so they they went and investigated it and that was an episode yeah because I remember they spent like the whole I remember they spent like the whole night yeah trying to war, like fight them off fight off all these aliens that were <laughs> yeah that were trying to take over their house exactly the whole family you know so. You know, there's, there's there's things on there that you know, real cases. You know, they they investigate, they they go through that, and it's it's really interesting. And it's pretty good, and you know, their job mainly, basically by the Air Force are hired to do is to debunk it, right? Give give reasons mm-hmm. why it's not. But as they're doing that, they're finding out shit that they can't really explain. So they're trying. They kind of like the. It kind of sounds like they stole the X Files. I mean, <laughs> well, so many things do that, right? Well, you have to. Maybe you can say the X Files stole them because this this happened before the X Files, right? Project Blue Book happened in the fifties. Yeah, but the, the show didn't, right? No, the show didn't. But I'm saying that these are based okay. off the cases from the show. Oh, okay. So I mean, you know, the, yeah, these these shows based off of cases, real cases. So these are these are real events. They're not like like I, I know what you're saying. X Files though was like you know made up stuff, right? They went to a town and and they saw UFOs and they investigated. These are like real cases, like I said, Roswell, you know, Area 51, you know, real things like that. Yeah. That that one, like you said, the Flatwood Monsters or the, or that one in Kentucky where where the family was fighting off the aliens. You know, those things like that were never talked about on X Files. But <clears throat> anyway, it's a good show. It's I, I recommend people check it out. It's it's very interesting and very well done, very very well written, and hmm. yeah, and check it out. It's got good ratings and, and, across the board. And what was that? What's it on? So it's on Peacock now. So on the Pe- if you download the Peacock app, you can you can watch it. That's the only place to watch it right now. Oh okay. And that's that one's free. I can, I can remember as we were talking yeah, about it's earlier. Free. That one's like a free. It's free. It has it has limited site. commercials. It's not the, the yeah, I hate yeah. commercials a lot, but these ones are like small enough that it, so the show's worth the commercials then. Yeah, yeah, trust me. <laughs> okay, but it's not like like because because if remember when you get the Hulu like the version of Hulu that was free, and there would be like yeah. five minute commercials like three times, four times for like a show that was forty minutes, you know? Yeah, and I was like that was like too much, and these ones are nothing like that. So, yeah. Yeah, because I ended I ended up canceling because you know, last week or last time we talked, we were talking about uh, you were talking about HBO. Yeah, I was trying to get HBO and Max. I, decided, so I was saying, get it, man, get it. Yeah, so yeah, so I decided to get it. And I I dumped Hulu. Oh, because there was really nothing on Hulu that was that interesting or that was worth I watching. Agree. Uh, the only thing I really liked on there was like Future Man, mm-hmm. and that show ended. Oh, okay. And you were caught up. Yeah, so I was. It was already you know I had I I don't think I've really watched on anything on there for a while. Same here. So yeah, so once I got, I decided to get the HBO. Man, there's a ton of good stuff on. There's there. a lot of good shows. Yeah. HBO doesn't put out crap um, either. They they usually put out like good, decent, quality programming. Yeah, even stuff that I that I watched because I, I I just kind of binged on. It oh, did you? <laughs> when I got it, yeah, like I, I watched uh, like Jojo Rabbit. I watched like uh, what's up? Uh, just a bunch of their like their their programming their original shows. Yeah. yeah. And everything was like, even if I didn't really like it, it was still well, well made. Yes, was, there's all the shows are like well made mm-hmm. on there, and then a lot of them were pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I dumped Hulu, and with HBO, much better. Well, welcome, much welcome, better, uh, we welcome material. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, HBO welcome Max to is the Golden good. Land. If you watch Westworld, you have to tell us about it. I haven't even watched that yet. I've only watched the first season, but that was a while ago. I, that's that's kind of why I don't want to get into it again because like it's been a while since I watched mm-hmm. it, and I don't want to start at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm just like, ah, do I just go start the second season and just go, or do I actually should you, should I watch? You the... could just watch the last episode of the first season. That's Maybe true. Well, usually when they do the second, yeah, usually when they do the second season, they do like a recap. 
So I'm, I'm hoping yeah, that they do. Yeah, I know. So maybe I'll just try that. Yeah, that's usually what I do because, you know, like when a season ends and then, you know, you have to wait the four or five months for the next season. I, I usually forget what happened. So I usually watch the, the last episode of the previous season before the new season comes out just so it's 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 good enough rehashed. But, yeah, you're right. They might just have a little rehash for you to watch and then you'll be all good. Yeah. But I've been looking for something kind of interesting to watch that's, you know, I wanted to stay away from 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 HBO because I'd been basically binging everything on there. Yeah. And then it's someone told me that Paris Hilton has a new documentary. Paris and Hilton. You, and you remember yeah, she's, Paris Hilton. She's still alive? I, that's what I was thinking. I was the like fun? who cares? Yeah. But like for some reason like I it was like on it was on YouTube. And I was you know I was I was going through YouTube checking out videos. Mhm. And it popped up in my uh you know like my recommendation feed. Okay. <laughs> and I was Paris Hilton. Yeah, you're a Paris Hilton fan. Or something? And I was like, I was like, no, I, I didn't even care. I don't even know why it's it was there. Yeah, it just showed up. Yep. So you know, I'm like, I'm all stupid. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this. <laughs> and man, I was like, so it just kind of made me angry because like she's talking about. Well, what, what made you angry? Like, like you felt bad for her and her lifestyle. I was just like, this 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 girl has, has all this money. And she and she's complaining about like how she grew up and like like her parents are, are mean to her or like you know the, basically her big her biggest gripe was that they had sent her to this boarding school okay. and the way they sent her was like they they basically they they pretty much kidnapped her in the middle of the night so she didn't know she didn't know who had taken her so she thought she was actually being kidnapped okay and. And when she was, and, but then she says that she saw her mom or something when she, when they, she, when they took her. So, you know, she, she ended up knowing that it was her parents sending her to boarding school probably because she was a, she was a problem child <laughs> acting or like a dipshit. Yeah. Some, yeah. Probably something like that. And, and then when she says when she was there, they mistreated them, you know, like made them do physical labor. Oh my God. And put them in, put them in solitary confinement and stuff. And I was thinking like, when I saw the, the trailer for it, I was thinking like, Oh, there's going to be some, some like, you know, girl. station. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, some, <laughs> some, you know, I thought it was going to be some, some fun, some fun stuff to yeah. watch, you know, but no, but it was like, it was basically that. And then I was just like, shit, girl, you've, I've had that shitty childhood myself, I but say, I don't have fucking millions of dollars to make me feel yeah, good about it. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, grow up Mexican with Mexican family when they yeah. and all the shit we'd have to do, remember? We, <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the fuck? We're all free labor, man. We did all this stuff around the house. We kept everything running. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was like, uh, I had to work in the fucking fields when I was like 10 yeah, years old. Yeah. Yep. They had to do all that stuff. Sweaty and hot, yep. you know, just picking fucking pears and shit. Yeah. And shit. I was like... And she's and she's crying about this because she. I was like, I, the more I watched it, I was like, I can't, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, man, that's. But then that was made it even matters. Like, went into the comments and all these people were like, "Oh, you're so strong, so oh, strong, how great you are." Yeah, oh. you're so brave, oh and I'm like, God. "Fuck this bitch." <laughs> yeah, it's making you even more angry, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Paris Hilton. It's like I know of because I know if I made a sex tape, no one would fucking want to watch no. it. No, I wouldn't get a TV show for doing no, it either. No, no, no. I did, I honestly didn't know she was still around. Tell you the truth. Yeah, and I think a lot of the reason she came out with this documentary is because she's not relevant anymore, ah. and she's trying to find a way to get back. Oh God, is what it. That's what I felt. You know, I just remember for me what I remember about her because I've tried to tune her out most of my life. I just remember. Do you remember when she got sentenced to jail and she was all crying? Because remember she was like all tough and shit in the early two thousands. She was all like, yeah. Remember she used to like have that. She tried to uh, coin that verse that. Um, it's hot. Oh, that's hot. And, no, that's yeah. Hot. She tried to trademark that. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I remember she doing that, and then she was just like really cocky bitch, and then she got jail time. And I remember she was all crying when they sentenced her. They sent her like for like a month or something, something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, she was super crying. But was there any of that in the movie? In the in the. I don't remember it. Well, like I said, I did finish all oh, of it, okay. but I I I went through most of it trying to you know trying to find the sexy part. Yeah, but I didn't. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. Um, uh, it was just, it was just dumb. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't even, like I said, I don't, I don't remember anything really much about her, and I, I usually try to not. So once this is over and we're done talking about her, I'm, I'm not gonna remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I'm just gonna forget everything. I'm gonna try about. to. 
I'm going to fucking try to. <laughs> like, I'm going to delete this episode off the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I didn't know she was still around, man. I, I seriously, I thought. I never thought about her for forever until they, like, she tries, she's doing this video to get back into relevance. I had no idea. What is this called? Oh, what the fuck was it called? This is on, this I, is on HBO? Like I said, I, I, it's on, this one's on on YouTube. Oh, okay. It was called, This is Paris. This is Paris, that's what it's called? Yeah. Oh, God. Wow, I got a 7.2 on IMDb. Man. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. Like I said, she she had a lot of fans. A lot yeah. of people. There's a lot of, you know, lot of women who looked I mean, up to her. Was, a lot of women wanted to be her. She was the first like, in, insta- Instagram skank. Yeah. And a lot of people wanted to live up to that. And, well, I mean, she started it, so. I mean, she tried to cook, uh, she tried to, uh, she tried to say that she invented the selfie. Oh, she did? Yeah, she was trying to claim that she was the inventor of the selfie. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, you dumb bitch, you didn't do nothing. Yeah. T- taking nudes of yourself, sending them to guys, is not called that selfies. Those aren't. Fucking <laughs> 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 spamming out your, your naked photos is not a selfie, bitch. Man, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't watch this. Like, just seeing her face on this cover just makes me want to, like, shut this laptop down and break it. You have to burn yeah. it. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't feel sorry for somebody like this who, I mean, she, did she put out? Did that sex tape leak, or did they put it out on purpose? They claimed that she leaked it herself, but she's saying that she didn't. That she was down. She looked like I was young, and my my boyfriend at the time made me do it. Made you do and it? Then, okay. Yeah, and and then he did it. He put it. He posted on everything. I was so crushed. And oh I was yeah, like, right. Is is is, is, yeah, is that why you got on all fucking TV? Yeah, you were, all this is, stuff. Yeah, that TV show. You were living life like it was no yeah. big deal. Yeah, it didn't seem like she was that embarrassed. Yeah, about it. yeah, that was not a speed bump. She was making money from exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she got some type of royalties. I'm sure she made some deal with whoever promoted it. So, eh, I don't know. I'm not going to watch this. I can't. <laughs> I'm just getting mad <laughs> you telling me about it. I'm, I'm just getting annoyed. This is making you angry. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All this shit she's been. All right, well, we we should just move on to shit on the internet before you before you start throwing your laptop. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll do shit on the internet and listen to some funny stories. This week's sponsor is Dr. Dong's Totally Not Used Condoms. You can fuck with confidence knowing that every condom they sell has not been used by someone before you. Oh my god. And they are straight out of a totally clean factory. They are not picked off the floor of some dirty whorehouse, and they are not hand-washed and reshaped by wooden dildos to be repackaged by a sweatshop employee in some third-world country. Don't believe what the authorities tell you. Wow, these guys are horrible liars. Anyway, Dr. Gong guarantees safety and protection with every condom. Just ask his 12 children from several different mothers. So feel the quality of Dr. Gong's totally not used condoms on your dong. Sam, uh, I would stop using these condoms. Yeah, yeah, I know they're cheap, but that... It would really explain a lot. How many how many kids do you have again? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well welcome to Shit on the Internet. So we got a couple stories here. My first one here, so you know baseball and we have sports going back on. This is some I don't know how this happened. They didn't really explain how, but Philly's pitcher Zach Wheeler injured his finger while putting on his pants. So what? Yeah, so the pitcher Zach Wheeler. So those who may not be in America and don't know much about baseball, pitcher's a guy who throws the baseball, and he's pretty important because he's got to try and get the batters out. That's his job. So you need your hands. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to focus and have all your extremities working, every piece of them. So this guy, he they said he wouldn't pitch. This was a few days ago, but he wouldn't pitch against Florida Martins after he injured a nail on his right middle finger while putting on his pants. So, again, the manager, Joe Girardi, told reporters that he had an accident while dressing himself. <laughs> I don't know what kind of accident. <laughs> he had a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, exactly. He, and he says, you can't make this up. It's very sore. I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's big, like, I'm laughing about this now, but I bet tomorrow when I put on my pants, I'm going to fucking hurt my finger or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but this guy, this. So is he out for the season? No, I mean, at least one or two games, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, 
I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like he would like fought off some guys trying to hurt a woman. You know, it wasn't like he was helping some lady cross the street. You know, and you know something happened. You know, he he was put on his pants and he hurt his finger. And, and his bread and butter, his job is to pitch, and now he cannot pitch. So <laughs> <laughs> he needs to wear those like protective gloves. I know, so like George Costanza. Remember when he was modeling yeah. his hands on Seinfeld? He's a hand model. Yeah. <laughs> Every wore gloves, <laughs> oven mitts everywhere. Remember? Yeah, those oven mitts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's going to have to do now. Oh, man. Keep his baseball career. Can you believe that, man? You can tell your boss. You can tell your manager all that. Yeah, I hurt myself putting my pants on. <laughs> so I can't I, I, I can't go into work today. I know. At least, at least make up a fucking story. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, fought, I fought out of uh, like 10 pet bulls. Yeah, they were going to kill this kid. Yeah, they were going to kill this kid, and I had to fight it off, man. <laughs> fucking finger hurts. <laughs> But I'm all right. I'm yeah, all right, though. I'm okay. Don't worry about it. All right, well, speaking of dumb things uh, people do, uh, a man showing off his gun to a friend accidentally shot himself in the groin and leg <laughs> uh, <laughs> in Lincoln City. So the Lincoln City police said that Nicholas Ellingford, a 29-year-old, uh, shot himself at a supermarket. <laughs> so investigations revealed that Ellingford, El- I'm sorry, Ellingsford was inside the store and as he was waiting in the checkout line, he unholstered his Glock 9mm semi-automatic pistol from his waistband so that he could show it off to his friend. So Ellingsford repeatedly was, uh, reportedly was holding the gun near the front of his pants when he accidentally pulled the trigger. Oh, man. <laughs> the, bullet, the bullet entered into uh, Ellingsford's groin area before exiting out his lower thigh. Luckily, it missed his femoral artery, which would cause him to bleed out. Oh. Um, Officials at the store, at the store, uh, administered first aid before medics arrived. He was then life flighted to a hospital in Portland, and his condition is not known at this point. Well, it's probably known by now. Um, no one, <laughs> no one else was injured by the incident. Police said whenever a criminal investigation, however, there's a criminal investigation going on. Allensford did not have a concealed gun, <laughs> concealed handgun license, and his act was was found to be reckless since it placed several people in danger, including his dick. <laughs> what a dumb! Why are you pulling a gun out and fucking just in, in a grocery store? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, if you do, I mean, always be safe, right? Make sure safety's on. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. There's a lot of weird shit out there. Well, yeah. Well, if you're like, if you actually, you know. Use guns and you're in you use them properly. You don't pull that shit out like in a public yeah, area exactly. like that. Yeah, just to show it off to a friend. Hmm. I don't know, man. But takes all kinds. It does. It gives us this good news, doesn't it? <laughs> well, speaking of awesome news, uh, police just uh, released photo of a naked woman who stripped who stripped naked and used dildo in sex shop. So this woman was the woman who caused outrage after stripping naked in a sex shop and road testing a sex toy has been named by the police. So of course, Florida portion. The Florida woman caught trying out a sex toy in Fort Pierce sex shop was Teresa Ann Stanley, 36. Uh-huh. An, em- an employee at the Lions Den Adult Superstore says Stanley came into the store around 7 p.m. on August 31st and removed a sex toy from its packaging and, according to police report, began using the pink-colored penis-shaped sex toy in a master. Batory Manor. Right right in the <laughs> store. Yeah. <clears throat> she, uh, the police said that she was, cl- in, was clad in nothing but a purple t-shirt when staff called them. But at the time when the mm-hmm. officers tracked her down to the shop's back office, <laughs> um, where she had found herself a chair and was thoroughly enjoying herself, and this time she oh, was man. completely naked. So she took that pink shirt off, man. I guess you, so. So she so she took the the, the, dildo. the dildo that she yeah. had taken off the off the store well, she, shelves and took it to the back took room. Took it to, to the back room. Yeah, off. found a seat. To, to, got completely naked, and just started going to town. Yeah, pictures. Um, not of that, but when you see pictures of her, you're not gonna want to see it. <laughs> I was gonna say it was like maybe no, it was a good show, no, but apparently no, not. No, this ain't like Jenna Jameson back in the you know nineties. <laughs> That's why she got arrested. Yeah, like, like she was oh, hot God, the yeah. just like, uh, you know, yeah. chicks are going to be chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as the officers entered the room, Stanley stood up and the sex toy fell to the floor. 
She appeared to be, sli- to appear to be slightly intoxicated, said police. After the red arrow rights, the suspect declined to speak with the arresting officer whose body camera recorded the bizarre incident. So maybe somewhere you can find online. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Well, well you say you saw you have pictures. There's, there's a picture of her, right? her but I'm saying of I'm not of oh, the yeah. of when they oh, walked uh, in the, and she's the actual... Yeah, she's masturbating. Well, if you think she's pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah, don't don't yeah. Save yourself. Save yourself. Yeah, don't do it, man. Just, just do something just else. Don't. Go look at a serious catalog or something. You'll find someone better. Do something else with your life, yeah, kid. No. But she had admitted she had had about six beers during the course of the day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she got arrested, and uh, uh, she was. Um, the staff also reported that she had removed an item of clothing from its packaging and tried it on without permission. So she probably took off some panties or something and put them on. Ugh. <laughs> And so, oh my god! I know it's getting worse. So uh, uh, she she basically took about forty five dollars and ninety eight cents worth of you know goods that she had basically unpackaged and used. So so did they make her pay for uh, it? They didn't say. I'm sure she's going to because she's being held on a fifteen hundred dollar bond. <laughs> um, she had been previously been convicted for soliciting prostitution and possession of drug paraphernalia, also pending a grand theft <laughs> auto charge. So yeah, Jesus. yeah, this woman, man. She, she has nothing. That's kind of girl you want to take home to mom. Yeah, she has nothing to lose, man. <laughs> I know. You take her home to mom, she'd masturbate right there on the couch in front of mom. She's right in front of yeah. her. <laughs> God. Louise, I told you no. Yeah, I know. Not in front of my mother. Yeah. Shit. Oof. Well, I got something. Yeah. Maybe if she wore a condom, <laughs> would it helped out. So I got a story here about condoms. So Vietnamese police have seized more than 320,000 used condoms that were to be illegally resold to unsuspected customers. What? Um, the footage shows dozens of <laughs> dozens of bags that together weigh about a thousand pounds in a warehouse that were recently raided in the southern Bing Dong province. So a woman who was believed to be the owner of the warehouse was arrested. The condoms were reportedly washed, reshaped, then uh, reshaped with a wooden dildo and then repackaged for to be resold. <laughs> Gross. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So they don't know how many of this stuff went out. So the 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 arrested woman said she had paid pretty much like seventeen cents per kilogram for the condoms, according to the Vietnamese uh, state broadcasting TV sh- uh, station. Mm-hmm. So it's but it's yeah, like I said, it's unclear how many condoms have been resold or on the market. <laughs> Fuck, man. How, how does something like... I don't... Oh, man. Like, I have no idea how that something like that would even like be done to look professionally... I mean, that sounds like a good business idea. I don't think I'm getting ideas with this. <laughs> Reuse condoms. Yeah. <laughs> well, be careful because you get busted for that. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fuck. I don't know. I... T- just... Like, it didn't even say like where they where they got the condoms from. Where, where, yeah, they, like where are they finding. Yeah, these like condoms? like did somebody like when people use them they just put them in a bag after like they know they're gonna reuse them. Like I don't get it. <laughs> it's like the like an organ where they recycle cans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Those know. machines are just gonna take the condoms. Yeah, five cents for a condom. Yeah, they give it. Give us your condoms, please. Maybe they, maybe it was like put them in the machine. Yeah, maybe they took them from like the porn industry there. Remember, like, oh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, shit. I don't know. That's that's crazy. I can't believe that. Oh, man. Used condoms? Ugh. How would you like to have that job, cleaning up the used condoms? <laughs> <laughs> cleaning up the used condoms? That'd be a shitty-ass job. <laughs> oh, no thanks. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we can do I Can't Believe It's Not Google. So it's I Can't Believe It's Not Google, where people from the internet ask us for advice on life, love, sex, and everything in between. So Sam and I listen to the problems and bless them with our infinite wisdom. It's not good advice. It's not bad advice. It's just our shitty advice. So this week we have Noe from Texas. And he says, whenever there's a celebration where I where I could get a gift from my girlfriend, she always offers sex as a gift. We have sex regularly, so it's not much of a gift. <laughs> I always give I always give her I always give her thoughtful gifts that even 
when I'm running low on cash, I try to do something special for her. I've told her in the past how I made how it made me feel, and she told me that Nomad would complain about having sex or as a gift. Um, she's really big into reciprocating energy, so I did some so I did so I did the same thing. It was a perfect opportunity because her birthday is two months after mine. Nice. So all day all day passed and I didn't give her anything. She asked me if I forgot about it, but I told her I had a big surprise for her. In which when we met up, I tied a bow on my dick and presented it to her. <laughs> and she became fucking pissed. Oh, what? Now her, f- <laughs> now her friends and her sister keep DMing me, telling me how much of an asshole I am. I know I was immature. I just don't know how to fix this now. Fuck, man. Just fucking move on. <laughs> she, I mean, she's doing that. She's a cheapskate, man. She's- <laughs> I like how he wrapped his dick up. In a bow? Like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It's a dick in a box. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, if she's using that on him for all these gifts, you know, she obviously doesn't want to buy him anything. And then the one time he reciprocates it and she gets pissed, man, fuck that bitch. Yeah, that is that is pretty that's pretty ski. And then she tells her sister, you should tell her sister every time I she gives me a gift, she gives me a pussy. So what's the big deal? See, people like that don't get it. They don't. They don't understand how they're, you know, being. It's a double standard. Yeah, I mean, I can understand most men would probably not turn down sex for as a. Yeah, but I mean, but, I mean, it's something she's getting already. You know. Mm-hmm. See, but but she's expecting she's stuff. A, yeah, expecting things, and then like when it's his, when it's her turn, you know, it's his birthday. She's gonna act like a fucking cheap ass. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you should do is you should know you should like one day come home and he smells like like another woman and what happened? Well, the my coworker she gave me a gift, honey. I can't. If you would have me to turn her gift down, so, 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 so. my mom raised me with manners. I yeah, I'm gonna take. I, the I gift. take the gift no matter how much I don't want it. I still take it with a smile. So, <laughs> Man, this this girl sounds like she sounds like a cheapskate, and there's no there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, if she's gonna get mad about it, she, if she would have acted the same way, like, oh, okay, thanks, but she expecting stuff. Yeah, she was like, oh yeah. And I think I think you need that bitch needs to go. Yeah. You could just need to just keep doing that and see what happens. I don't know. I would yeah. just. I don't think he was being. Yeah, I don't think he was being mature at no. all. He was just giving her a taste of her own medicine, and she didn't fucking like well, it. Well, she said that. And that's I, what it is. It's a gift. Yeah. So he's giving the gift back. And I would, yeah. So I would just tell her, like, hey, I mean, if you, if this is a gift, if sex is a gift, then you know, why can't we just agree to just do this for our birthdays? Yeah. And that's it. And if you want some shit, then you have to give me some exactly shit on my birthday. You're expecting and me to if buy. She doesn't want to, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. You gotta buy too. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to roll with that, then fucking go find someone else. Exactly. With a job. I'm sure they're. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a. Yeah, exactly. Not a prostitute. It sounds like this. Yeah, it sounds like this bitch doesn't want to, like, give up any monies or anything for some reason. Just wants to give out the pussy. I don't know. That's, yeah, let's see how many, how many other people just give gifts. I know. I know. <laughs> no, don't worry. It was just a gift. I got him a gift. It's just a gift. It's just a friendly little gift. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah. Well, move on, Noe. Move on. Let's move on. All right. It's time to wrap it up. Uh, stay tuned for the after show, The Dark Web, where we're talking about the murder case of Gregory Villeman. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening and give us a good rating. If you want to share a story or have ideas for a future episode, you're welcome to visit us at www.wewontheinternet.podbean.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the Dark Web, the WWTI Studios After Show. Alright, thanks everyone who stuck around for the Dark Web. Um, this is a murder case that went on a few years ago. Well, about 30, 30 years ago now. So the murder case of Gregory Villemin. And I'm going to do my best to say these names because these are in France. These are French names. So There's a lot of unsolved cases around the world. You know, you can always look up stuff. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube you can watch. And there's some that are bad and some that are sad. 
So this is one that's bad and sad. So this was this case was brought to attention of the mass media and it led to a lot of like anguish and heartache. So what happened was in 1984, the little boy, the boy Gregory, he was four years old and he was playing out in his front yard of the house in a small village of Vosage, France. So his mom let him go out and play, right? He, he had like a little uh, dirt pile in front of the house. And kids like to play in dirt, yeah. right? You know, you could you can be they could be yeah. entertained. I mean, lot, yeah, I grew up playing. With yeah, you. yeah, exactly. You have little little toys. You have little cars. Usually, it's you're you just kind of let your kids. And they lived out in the country, so she was okay with letting them go out and play in the front of the house right there. Well, four years old, he was out playing, disappeared the same night he disappeared. His lifeless body was found in a nearby Valone River. Where it was believed he was actually thrown in while he was alive. So that's what makes it a little yeah. bit worse, yeah. Well, of course, this is bad, right? Um, what happened after this was puzzling and pretty disturbing. So leading up to Gregory's death, there was some weird, shady events that were occurring. So a few years earlier, his father, named Jean-Marie Villemin, he had been promoted to foreman at the car parts factory where he had been working at for three years before his son had died. So there is evidence that some of his family members were jealous of his new promotion. So after he got that promotion, he started getting threatening phone calls at home. He and his wife, Christina, were terrified of the calls, mainly because the caller seemed familiar with the family, knowing things only family members would know. So that, you know, that's like the worst part, right? People saying shit mm. that only you and your wife would know about, right? That it's not a stranger. It has to be somebody close to you. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit worse, you know? Yeah, I remember <laughs> this kind of it's kind of kind of related to mm-hmm. it, but um, I used to have an aunt, and um, well, I had two two aunts, right? Mm-hmm. One of them just got married, and and had just joined the family, and there was a, the other aunt was like an older one that had been in the family for a while, mm-hmm. and also the one that just got married, you know, they were at home and stuff, and they were getting these phone calls, and every time they she'd answer the phone it was just like just like oh you fucking cunt you fucking cunt you're you're dirty fucking cunt bitch you know just, <laughs> just vile messages and saying, yeah just file messages to her and this has been going on for a while this was before call waiting it just actually it was pretty close to when call waiting just started mm-hmm. and <clears throat> or uh not call waiting but uh, star six nine um yeah where you can where you can um it would be we we we'd, we'd back the number that called you yeah, the the, the call, caller ID, caller ID, caller ID. Yeah, uh, this was before caller ID when it just barely came out. So like when she started making these phone calls, like she didn't. This was before caller ID, and then they got caller ID, mm-hmm. and when they when they did, um, they were still getting the phone calls. And when they did, it was it was the other aunt <laughs> that was, <laughs> was calling. So it was like, it'll be the family member. So then the weird thing is, is when she called one time, it was like I know who you are. I have caller ID now. Uh, you need to stop, and it just stopped. <laughs> and but the thing is, like, the thing is, like, nobody said anything afterwards. It was never like brought up. Brought up. Wow. It was just kind of, yeah. It was just this, this thing that was just in the air. Like, they, they, we, you know, we'd go to events. Yeah. You Business know, family, as usual. Family no events, problems. Yeah. And and nobody said anything about what it. What the fuck, man? You know, they would, they would, you know, they would talk about because I, I remember. This is, I was young and my mother would tell me about it, mm-hmm. but she said was always commented how weird it was because we just all pretended like it never happened. That's so weird, man. That is so weird. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Oof. That, yeah. It's family's weird. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so okay, so so John Marie, the dad, got the police involved, and they started recording some of the calls. So when the calls started getting recorded, most about 90% of the calls dropped off. Like, mm-hmm. so like, it's like they knew that the calls were being recorded, but the threats didn't stop. So now it started coming in the form of anonymous letters. And when they were sent to him, they were mainly directed as to quote the boss, right? Remember he's a foreman. He got promoted to foreman and the letters mm-hmm. are directed to the boss. So it seemed to mean that, you know, John Marie, the dad, Mm-hmm. So the letter sent was soon dubbed Le Corbeau, which means like the crow by the by the media. And the crow's threatening letters continued right up until Gregory's death in 1984. And the letters even took responsibility for the crime. So the day oh, after really? Gregory died, 
what the message of the letter said this quote i hope you die of grief boss your money will not bring your son back this is my revenge you bastard unquote holy shit. yeah man that's worse than your aunt calling your other aunt that's a lot of anger yeah yeah so the events of the death the day of the death october 16 1984 the mother christine had given his son greggy a woolen hat to wear so he can go play out in the sand in the front of the countryside house. Like I was saying, you know, it was, it was cool. You know, it's cool. You know, it's fall time, jacket, hat. So she went inside. She was doing chores while he was playing. And she said she had told the cops that she was ironing. When she went to go check on him, she found him missing. So she couldn't find him anywhere. So she called the cops just after 5 p.m. to report him missing. So because of that, a manhunt ensued. Right? Neighbors, friends, everybody was searching the countryside everywhere where they thought he could be. So as this was going on, an anonymous phone call was made to Jean-Marie's brother named Michel Villemin. And the caller took responsibility for murdering Gregory, saying that he had taken him and thrown him into the Valone River. So just a little side note, the Valone River is approximately 16.3 miles away from their, their house, from Vosage. So it's not that close, okay? So around 9 p.m., they found the little boy, found Gregory's body in the Valone, where his hands and feet had been bound with rope and the hat that his mom had given him had been pulled over his face so again like I had said preliminary examination showed that he had been alive when they threw him into the river mm. so here's where things kind of get a little more fucked up too <clears throat> I mean all that's already fucked up this is a little bit worse yeah I was like that's pretty fucked up yeah <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's where finger pointing starts coming so about a month after the murder, Jean-Marie's cousin was implicated. His name was Bernard LaRoche. Okay, this is his cousin. This is Jean-Marie's cousin. So Bernard's wife had a younger sister. So Bernard's sister-in-law's name was Marielle Boll. And she, Marielle, implicated him. She had, she went, she told the cops that Bernard had picked her up from school the day of the murder. And he had drove her to Gregory's home. That's where he, he got out and he picked up a small child and drove him towards the Valone River. Now, he had left the child. He, he and the child had left the car and, and she stayed in the car and he returned by himself. So she told the hmm. cops this and she told the judge, uh, Jean-Michel Lambay, she told, she told him the story. So he got arrested shortly after. The shitty part is Muriel ended up recanting the story right after she gave it, like the next day. So she says that the police accused her of coercing statements from her and proclaiming her brother-in-law's innocence, which innocence, mm-hmm. which she does even to this day. But since he was the only lead, Jean Marie, you know, the dad believed his cousin had killed Gregory. He was he was set on that. So when the judge released Bernard on February fourth for lack of evidence. This pissed off Jean Marie even more, right? Because he was mad. He wanted somebody arrested. He wanted some. Yeah, he wanted to blame. Somebody. Yeah, he he wanted some type of you know, you know, uh, oh, justice. justice. Yeah. So he ended up um, ambushing Bernard when he was going to work, shooting him, and he killed him. Oh shit! Yeah, he was he was you know his his son has died. He he knew he felt like his Bernard had done it. So. During this time, his wife, him and his wife were pregnant with their second son. But there was so much stress going on that she was, you know, she was hemorrhaging and bleeding and she was in the hospital. So when he was with her in the hospital, he had basically left to go kill Bernard. And he came back and he said, hey, I killed Bernard. I'm going to go turn myself into the cops. And he did. So yeah. He's like, yeah. I killed him. So he ended up being sentenced to five years, but only released after two and a half. So... The police decided that the handwriting of the letters, this is where it gets even worse, okay? So now, remember I told you, Bernard had got released. They let him go. That judge, the judge was a piece of shit, but he let him go. And so the police believed, and he started getting information, like, from the press, right? The press was like, this was like big story. This turned into, like, in France, this got really big. And all kinds of mm. publications were publishing all these newspapers and stuff. It was basically like a bunch of newspapers were owned by, like, the same guy. And so he was, uh, he was like, he's like, man, this is good fucking fodder. This is good stories. So yeah. he was, they were all there, like all kinds of press were there. And he was telling, he was also telling the judge. Now this judge was pretty incompetent. He, he liked the limelight. You know, he, this is a little small town and he was getting all this publicity and 
everybody coming to him for interviews and he was like the man right so they were saying that hey maybe you know that the guys that you know the head of the the press a lot of the newspapers like hey i bet the wife did it let's go after her and it was basically like this will be good fucking news stories right we can put all we can basically Mm -hmm. smear her so the judge is like yeah you know she's and he was like she's he thought that she was pretty he was a little bit enamored with her and so he's like yeah you know let's look into that angle like just no rhyme or reason just kind of like basically going with it so judge shouldn't be coerced this way but he did and he listened to it and he was told yeah christine must be the murderer you know maybe she was you know fucking crazy or all this stuff but they did reenactments of the day and it and they proved that it wasn't possible for her to kill her son and dump him in the water and and there was no motive you know she had no history of being crazy there was no life insurance on the little boy there weren't any known family problems and again, remember I told you it was 16.3 miles away. So the time that she called him and the time he had gone missing, like they had found out like that's too far for her to dump him and come back and then call. Yeah. So huh. because of all this, after all this heartache and blaming and smearing her and all, like all these newspapers just calling her a whore and all this, they, they, they ended up, you know, the appeals court freed her. And the media still didn't believe it, right? They still had a story. Oh, the mom's just some type of tramp. You know, she can't handle mm-hmm. the stress. And... They, they, you know, it was just, it was basically newspaper. It was just fucking fake news. So they, they just wanted to vilify her. So they ended up, the courts cleared her of, on February 2nd, 1993 of all charges. Like, you're fucking free. There's nothing, there's nothing about yeah, you. We have nothing yeah. on you. Yeah. So now, now with Bernard LaRoche and Christine Cliff, all charges, the case has turned cold. The two leads that they had, one of them was a real lead with the cousin Bernard. The wife was another lead, which is bullshit. But those were, they were exonerated. So case is cold. So they didn't have any suspects, they didn't have anyone to arrest. That that judge ended up getting thrown off the case. You know, they brought another judge because he, he made too many mistakes and he was too incompetent. And so mm-hmm. they did, in 2000, they like, hey, let's try some DNA testing because the parents, you know, Jean-Marie and, and Christine still, you know, their son had died. And they were starting a new family. But by 2000, they still wanted to know what happened. And they decided, hey, let's can we do DNA testing on one of the stamps of the Crow's letters? But unfortunately, it was inconclusive. There wasn't enough DNA material to find useful. So in 2008, they tried to have the case reopened. Test, you know, they did some testing on Gregory's clothes. You know, more of the letters, various pieces of evidence, and again, inconclusive. It just wasn't enough. It was, it was, it was, it was really unfortunate. But in June 20, uh, 14, 2017, new evidence came out that three people got arrested. So they said Gregory's great uncle. And great aunt Jacqueline and Marcel Jacob, so basically the dad's aunt and uncle, they were charged with kidnapping and additional charge of confinement. But they, they, you know, use their their like Fifth Amendment, and you know, like I don't have to say anything. They didn't say anything, so they had to let them go. And Muriel Bowl, remember the sister-in-law of Bernard, the one who initially said mm-hmm. that he had killed her. She also got arrested again, but she maintained her innocence, as well as Bernard said, no, he was he didn't do anything. He was. You, you know, you guys fucking coerced me. The, what the what the police were saying is that things that she told them were things that they had not released. So she was like giving away information that that they had not given her, but she was saying no, mm-hmm. they made me say that stuff. But it was like oh. it was like a he say she say, and then the judge was like believing it, like oh no, you got you know, like remember the judge judge fucked up. He's like no, nah, I believe her, so let her go. Mm-hmm. So one last little tidbit was um, in June, for, in 2017, June, um, a cousin of, of Muriel, the, um, he contacted investigators. And, he, you know, at the time, all the family members, all the family, cousins, everyone had been, you know, in, investigated and interviews with the cops. And he was one of them that had. But he came out, he's 54 years old at the time in 2017, and he said... On November 5th, 84, the day before Muriel retracted her statement, she got, when she went home, remember she was 15 and her sister was married to Bernard and she had just turned in Bernard. That day before she recanted, he said that she got a beating of her life. That that she was told to retract her statements and she saw that her sister, the one that was Bernard's wife, had beat the shit out of her, Mm -hmm. slapped her, pulled out her hair, everything. Told her you better fucking recant this shit. 
But again, there's unless she says something herself, they can't do anything about it. So it's basically like he say, she say, and she had initially said something, but now you know her sister, which was the husband of the killer, made her go back mm-hmm. on it. So there's like no proof. So sad thing is the boy, young boy, four year old died. Parents were just distraught the whole time. They they're still together. They they really loved each other and they they stuck with each other and they have a family together now and obviously they'll never forget. They're they're totally secluded. They don't want any type of um limelight on them. They went through enough. I mean, having your child die would mm-hmm. be enough. Yeah. But they they still want to know what happened to them. And anytime like new technology comes out, they come out and said, Hey, can we do some testing and stuff? But it it was it was really interesting and really sad and pretty fucked up. You know what jealousy will do? You know, we've all seen people jealous. And if it was the the cousin that's fucked up and his and the dad got, you know, retribution on him. You know, cuz he fucking killed his ass, but yeah, but what if it wasn't? Exactly. Exactly. You you <laughs> don't know. the person. Yeah. Exactly. That that's the thing. If she would I suppose a little time he got. I mean, he, he only did. He only served like two and a half years for murdering yeah, somebody. Yeah, he had, he had gotten five years, but he did two and a half. You know, and I think I think a lot of a lot of it was also they they kind of felt bad for him. There was a there's a Netflix um, uh, series on it. There's a show you can watch on it. It's like five parter, and it goes through a real in depth. You know, some of the people, a lot of the journalists, what was going on and. Like I said, it's like a documentary, yeah. or is it like a, yeah, it's a documentary. Like a it's a documentary, okay. and it's and it's and it's pretty shitty how they treated the mom. You know how they they made her seem like she was a killer, and 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 him and her stuck together. <laughs> the sad thing is, like the, a lot of a lot of uh, police organizations do that now. Mm-hmm. Like they just they'll find somebody that it's you know like a brother, you know, husband. That's the first person they'll go for, mm-hmm. and they'll just like. Has to be them. Try to, yeah, it has to be them. So we gotta, we gotta try to make the case for them, yep. and that's all they'll do. They don't really investigate anything else, but they'll do everything in the power, even if it says, even if it's like all the evidence points to not being them. Mm-hmm. They'll still fucking try to find something. They gotta get that case closed, right? They gotta look to make the department look good. Yeah. But then again, while all that's going on, they're wasting all this time when they can actually find an actual killer. I, but like you said, I think they get, they focus on the wrong wrong thing and they don't they won't take their eyes off it so they don't care yeah, what's no, right or wrong yeah that, yeah that's what i'm saying that's bad like, they don't they don't give a shit yeah that's unfortunate and it's too bad that a jealous family member you know had to kill you know kill his son that's fucked up yeah so i don't know anyway it's it's a it's a fucked up story and hopefully one day we'll find out what happened and if it was the brother um, or if it was the cousin, then then he got he got what he deserved. But <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it was because uh, if it wasn't, you got you got the raw end of he that did. deal. But again, so did the little boy, innocent little boy. He got the wrong end of the deal too. So just work hard. Don't be jealous. Just fucking work hard. Deal with your own fucking problems. Don't, don't be hated. Yep. All right, well, that's enough of the dark web. We'll see you guys next week, and bye, everybody. Bye.